0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. March 5, 2019, the Shell is in Big Trouble edition. We begin with an article from the Wall Street Journal that Wells Fargo has hired a strategic enterprise risk chief. Maria Teresa Tejada has been hired as the company's chief strategic risk officer, latest move by Wells Fargo to re- revamp its risk management division. She will oversee risks to Wells Fargo's business line, its corporate functions, and its strategic priorities should also direct risk management programs and risk reporting overseeing strategic risk and reputational risk. The appointment comes in an effort to revamp the way Wells Fargo assesses and managing manages risk. In a very telling article from the Wall Street Journal, Purdue Pharma is preparing a possible bankruptcy filing as it seeks to contain liability from literally hundreds of lawsuits that alleged it fueled the nation's opioid epidemic. If you've been reading any of the uh, articles about the comments by the owners of Purdue Pharma, uh, you know that it went literally to the top of the organization. They're pushing um, opioids, and it's going to be very interesting to see if they can get away with escaping liability through this bankruptcy filing. In an article from the New York Times, it takes a look at Tony West. Uber's chief legal officer who is navigating the rail, the ride-hailing giant's numerous legal issues. He's trying to create a transparency within the organization to help clean it up before it goes public. Unfortunately, um, well, certainly fortunately that they're doing this because it turns out there was quite a bit more going on, of course, than uh, was initially Uh, released to the press or or announced, but it really doesn't seem that he is focused on the compliance and ethics portion of the organization, which is what they really need. They really do need to change their culture, and until Uber does that, I fear that nothing will really be permanent. And finally, we conclude with an article from CNBC about some big trouble that Shell is in. They have been told they're going to be prosecuted by the Dutch Public Prosecutor's Office, over a corrupt, allegedly corrupt deal in Nigeria. Now, uh, this information has been uh, in the public domain for quite some time. The problem for Shell is that uh, they did make payments, uh, which they apparently or allegedly knew to be corrupt, but they were payments to the Nigerian government. So we have the anomaly that payments made to a Nigerian government, not a corrupt official, were then distributed out as bribes for contracts that Shell got. This is a level of scrutiny beyond the FCPA because, once again, under the FCPA, payment to a government is not illegal. So we're going to have to watch this one as the new level of bribery scrutiny continues. I am back from London, and I hope you enjoyed last week's stories where I took a look at compliance, ethics, and corruption from the U.K. press perspective. This is Tom Fox. If you have any ideas for the daily compliance news, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I'd love to hear from you. As you may know, we've had several new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. One of those includes Popcorn and Compliance, where Jay Rosen and I take a look at compliance through the lens of movies, both current, contemporary movies, and classic movies. Also premiering in December and Finally, Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine have premiered their new podcast, Great Women on Compliance. I hope you will check that out. It's a great podcast series. We have several other offerings that are in production that will go live hopefully in Q1 of 2019. I hope you will check back to see the offerings on this compliance podcast network.